Will it be as popular as Prince Harry's wedding televised, do you think? Absolutely not. No, no, it's not going to... Unless... It's not clashing, is it? Because that would be awkward. Unless Trump kisses BB on the lips, mm. it will not be. And they are bromanced, so yes. anything is possible. Yep. If Trump is drunk on Trump alcohol, then yes. Trump doesn't drink. Oh, then no. I know. We'll give There's uh, another reason not BB's to trust wife. him. The guy doesn't drink. This is the Mid-East Beast Podcast. I am your host here in Israel, Molly Livingstone. And on the other side of the pond, Alex Giles joins us from London, England. How are you, Alex? I am very well because I have a new day bed for my office. I don't, none of that sentence. What was it? A day bed. What does that mean? You need a day bed in your... Sounds dirty. You, well, mm-hmm. well, you hope so, but you need a day bed in your office for napping. And that's where everyone has. Don't you have one? No, you know, in Israel, we're just like more concerned with like having like day security, not necessarily uh, bed, just a safe haven, really. Yes, but you're a Mediterranean <laughs> people. You're supposed to siesta and that's what a day bed is for. Oh, I see. I feel that... As a socialist country, most of the bureaucracy, those people take naps for all of us. So the rest of us have to work extra hard for the lazy bums. But I just wanted to let you know because you didn't ask me. So clearly you're not concerned. And maybe you just don't even know because the news didn't cover it. But there was a stabbing yesterday at the mall in my neighborhood. Oh dear. Oh dear indeed. Here's what's crazy though. Obviously, when you're in Israel... One of the things people will tell you the most is when you hear an ambulance, you sort of hold your breath to hear how many more. If it's only one ambulance, most likely it's, you know, an old guy kicking the bucket. If you hear two, it could be a car accident. Mm -hmm. And then if you hear that three, four, five, that's when you go, oh, something bad's happening right now. And where am I? And where are they? And oh, my God. And that's what happened. And people heard sirens after sirens. It gets you very excited, very nervous. Uh, Some people said they did hear maybe a gunshot or this or that. So what happened was, in fact, a stabbing in front of my ghetto fabulous mall, Canyon Hajar, in Talpiot, what is an industrial zone. Industrial chic, if you will. Industrial chic. Ten years ago, it was just a dumping ground for fixing cars and stolen cars. And now it has a mall and it pretends that it's better than that. (laughs) But we see that it's not. So that's where I live. That's my favorite place to go because I, I, I guess I'm industrial chic. And to hear that there was a stabbing. Now, this is actually the second time it's happened in that area. I got very nervous. Mm -hmm. So I asked, we have a WhatsApp group of our community, of our neighborhood, and I asked what's going on. And by the time I had heard about it, because I was in a meeting, it was an hour later. So that's already like old news. Mm -hmm. And no one was that concerned, actually, because it was a stabbing, but it was criminal. And when it's criminal, we don't care. And we don't feel threatened and we don't worry. Is that crazy, Alex? Is that the craziest thing? That is pretty crazy. Could I hear a siren in the background as we were talking? You did. A dramatic. That was quite I good. held my breath. That was good. But... That was good. Just the one, though. <laughs> Just the okay. one circling around. Yeah. You're not breaking live so news far. here. Okay, right. Good, good, good. Wouldn't you like to know? So I asked you, I mean, I think it's crazy that when it's a criminal attack, 
we feel, oh, it was a targeted, they were going after some guy. I mean, he could have easily stabbed the wrong person. There could have been a fight. Someone else could have gotten stabbed. Mm-hmm. What if it was guns? I mean, we should be more scared, but we're not. As long as it's not terrorist, which means you're just going for whoever you can find, I feel I can breathe easier. Literally, people are not afraid to go there 10 minutes later. People aren't worried about their kids hanging out there by themselves, all because it was criminal. That's the world we live in. But Jerusalem as a city, would you say it's a safe city if you discount obvious terrorism pressure? Outside of that, it's a it's, yes. it's a safe city, isn't it? Yeah, I would say all of Israel, in that sense, is pretty safe. You know, when I was in America, and we talked about this before, I was very nervous about guns. I was very nervous about, I feel like there's a high frequency of maybe crazier or deranged people that have easier access to weapons and guns in particular. Mm -hmm. And here, that really doesn't happen as much. And also, I feel way more confident here with security than I do with America. And so there was going to be an attack on the light rail with bombs and that was thwarted and it makes me feel like I don't have to be afraid. I am very vigilant and I'm very cynical. So I'm waiting for the next attack or someone attacking me or not liking me for whatever reason. They don't like my shoes or they don't like that I'm Jewish. I don't know, but they're attacking me. So I'm ready for it. I am always ready for it but i thought you know we're on the eve so to speak you guys you have a british term for this where it's like the two weeks before fork night is that it we do that's like two weeks are you making british holidays up am i supposed to be on holiday right now (laughs) i'm really confused no not at all i'm using terminology that's british fork night but i'll say we call it fork night oh i see you were trying to say fork night oh jesus it's not fork like the thing you eat no 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 it's fork night not folk night. Oh, bloody hell. All right, well. So it is an interesting thing. It is a peculiarly British term. Yeah, that's so That no British. one else uses for two weeks. No one else has a term for two weeks, which is a curious thing. Right. I don't know why. I'll go and look it up later, but no, it's folk night. Go on. In your day bed. Yeah, well. We'll look it up in your day I, bed I will, at night. I, oh. yeah. I thought it was fork night, like you eat with a no. fork, so I was going to say knife night. No, no. But that's not going to work. It's not going to work for you, but you've learned something. Let me just then go back to explaining it in American English. Mm-hmm. We're two weeks before this supposed embassy opening, which again is in my neighborhood. Yep, yep. And I've gotten an alert, not for terrorism, much worse than that, for traffic jams. Okay? <laughs> They're planning to shut it all down. There's news. It's gossipy right now that Trump may come here. Ooh. I, I'm terrified. I'm terrified for all the wrong reasons. Okay? <laughs> like... I don't think there's going to be war or terror or maybe there will be and I don't know but all I care about is that Trump is coming again and even though he's going to be flying in helicopters they're going to shut down all the streets and they're going to take out the lampposts that they took out last mm-hmm. time so he could land which is my tax money which they put back in only six months later which means really they've only been in for four months because he's coming back again. Oh my God. Oh my What does God. he like about your embassy that he doesn't like about the new embassy in London do you think? Because he really, really hates the embassy in London. Well, one, the weather, okay? I'm sure he Mm. he appreciates the weather here a lot more. Uh, Two, he appreciates his bromance with BB. That's true. You know, it's all red carpet 
We get red blood. They get red carpet. So in England, he's not really wanted. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, BB also had, I I believe he had a time where he landed in England and was not let off a plane. Mm -hmm. I can understand Trump's trepidation. Here we sell Trump vodka. I don't know if it's actually Trump's vodka or someone who just started putting his face on it about eight years Mm -hmm. ago. But he probably likes it. And so I think that's why he enjoys it. I think for him, it's actually, you know, a day bed, if you will. It's a nice (laughs) siesta for him. It's a quiet. There's much worse things happening. I don't even know if you have saw this. Once again... My God, he used to be your love toy. Well, he never was. In my mind, I know. the Saudi Arabia prince. Purely in your mind. In nowhere else <laughs> yeah, is this yeah. a true thing. But go on. This guy keeps getting more and more out of control. I mean, first with the whole women driving and they're going to have Uber. And then they had Fashion Week even, even though the women had to obviously be fully clothed and there were no gays allowed. Yep. Now he said, I think he said this actually during a TV press conference or something like that, and this is after his trip now to America, he said the Palestinians are basically fools for not making peace already. Mm-hmm. That they've been given opportunities and they just are like screwing themselves. Do you get the weight of that statement? I do. I. I... Oh, you're you're hesitating. Well, no, no, I'm not. I'm not hesitating. I. You're getting more comfortable in your daybed. <laughs> I was relaxing back into my daybed. You can yeah. understand why he continues to make those statements because whether he believes it or not, politically for his base, a bit like Trump, it's something that's a go-to thing. Do you see what I mean? It's not thought out because it might be true or not true. It's thought out because it appeals very much to a a particular group of people that are going to vote. Does that make sense? I guess so. Yeah, but who are the particular people that are going to vote? Because as I understand it, except for Israel, there's no democracy in the Middle East. So why should he care? He's going to force anyone and everyone to do what he wants. Mm. He's a prince. Charming. True, but even in Saudi, I mean, you clearly have, have constituents... Because you do have, they're not democratic institutions, but you have institutions of power where you want to keep people going along with you. Do you see what I mean? So you're always talking to a power Mm -hmm. base and a group of people that you need to keep content, even if it doesn't seem like on the face of it they have a vote. There are more subtle subtle ways in which power is um, exercised, if that makes sense. I mean, yeah. Except, really, they still do what they want to do. I mean, if Syria can get away with chemical weapons, you know, I feel like anyone can do anything and and not be held accountable. And I'm sure people say that about Israel as well, especially what's going on now with protesting in Gaza. They're probably saying the same thing. (laughs) Touche. That went off the news headlines, mainly because the Syrians started gassing everybody. How did it end with the people gathering at at the border? I don't think it's over. Gosh, I don't think it's over. It seems to be just a never-ending, actually. You know, there was this song when you were a kid. There is a song that doesn't end. No. Yes, it goes no, on no. and on, no, my friend. No, 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 no. Some people no, no, started singing it, no, not knowing no. what it was. Alex, let me have a moment. This is like if I was on The Voice, I, they would have just killed it. Yeah, I don't think you get it. No, no I, I don't see you moving past the group stages. I've got to be honest with that, if that was it. Yeah. But, well, but give you nightmares in your day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's interesting, isn't it, that... Something that was a you know a big big story a month ago internationally, which mm-hmm. is still I'm guessing where does that story of Palestinians massing in this march of uh, whatever we're calling it this week, where does that appear in the news headlines at sort of six o'clock in the evening, nine o'clock oh, in the evening? 
Yeah, no, it appears under Natalie Portman's name because only <laughs> when a celebrity is involved do we give two shits. And I don't know how I feel about the whole Natalie Portman thing. And let me just explain to our audience what I'm talking about. There's this Genesis Award, which is a bunch of rich Europeans who decide to pick someone equally as rich and give them money. I think it's $2 million to do good and the person doesn't have to be Jewish, mm-hmm. although actually maybe they do have to be Jewish because I'm thinking of the people that have come before and they've also been Jews. I know Bloomberg, I'm pretty sure, was the first one to get it. Did yeah. Bloomberg need $2 million? I mean, that seems... Well, that's the whole thing. Yeah. That's the whole thing, isn't it? It's just the whole thing is absurd. Natalie Portman was supposed to come receive her award here in May and she had already accepted it and she decided to decline and she kind of made this general, I can't really go... Bibi's going to be there. I don't agree with what he's doing. I don't agree with what Israel's doing right now. And I think she was alluding to Gaza as part of that. And it was a very like blatant statement. And then people were like, oh, you're BDSing Israel. You're Israeli. Oh, you're a Jew hater. She's come out recently saying that there are other atrocities, other genocides that are equally as bad as the Holocaust. People flip their shit over that one. You know, I don't think she's any of those things. I think she further explained herself of why she felt she wouldn't come. And... I think that it opens up a discussion, but when it comes to headlines and when it comes to caring, we care when there's celebrity factor or influencer. And it would be great if those celebrities put their factor into things that actually matter. I mean, I know this matters and I know Gaza matters, but when you talk about Syria and you talk about, you know, like pick a place in Africa that's at war right now or starving, it seems like they could be doing a lot more good with their celebrityness. <laughs> Can I get an amen? Yeah. Will there be a lot of celebrities when Trump goes to open the new embassy, do you think? Is uh, that going to be star-studied with celebrities? Just like the voter turnout, yeah. <laughs> I think that no one will really be there. I mean, obviously the press will be there. Obviously BB will be there. My God, he's going to be so excited. Um, <laughs> they'll have like a whole red ribbon cutting. It will all be dramatic. It will leave me locked in a million different traffic jams i will be cursing people will think that i'm a terrorist because i will be enraged you know talk about you want the gaza return march just like let me try to get home march molly's gonna go wild child i mean it's gonna be off the hook we'll see we'll see what happens you know before will it be as popular as prince harry's wedding televised do you think absolutely not no no it's not that it, unless it's not clashing is it because that would be awkward unless trump kisses bb on the lips mm. it will not be and they are bromanced so yes. anything is possible yep if trump is drunk on trump alcohol then yes trump doesn't drink oh then no i know we'll give there's uh, another reason not BB's to trust wife. him the guy doesn't drink yeah that is so suspicious can i tell you something really crazy that i read that i just like i can't even believe this is a real story mm-hmm. which is why they're gonna make it into a movie so that it sounds fake yeah a new movie is coming out and it's called and i'm totally like changing tracks because like <laughs> harry's marrying the American on a different day and don't worry you'll be able to watch both from your day bed cool. so this is a movie that you'll have to go to the movie theater for it's called Red Sea Diving Resort and it is based on the real story of the Mossad which is like our like CIA yep. creating a fake diving resort for tourists in Sudan so that they could rescue thousands 
of Ethiopian Jews who were being expelled from Ethiopia or slash killed in Sudan. Huh. I read this story and like you know when you're reading to yourself yep. and then you go um whoa and people are like what's going on you're like no nah, nah, and you like can't finish you can't talk to them because you're like I have to keep reading this this is unreal so the Mossad agents have opened up I think one wrote a book a while ago so he's more outspoken and he's given his name when he did this his family had no idea what he was doing they created a holiday village there was one time he was in Israel <laughs> He had to go back to the village to do the Christmas party and his family had no idea what was going on. And all the while, while they have this front resort that they originally bought because it was a resort that was built by the Swiss or the Swedish. They're the same to me because I'm American and dumb. They didn't have running water. They didn't have electricity. They sold it to the Israelis who faked also. They were clearly not going to be Israelis. And they then ran this resort with the hopes of just having a front and being able to figure out how they were going to save thousands of Ethiopians that were walking from Ethiopia to Sudan. <laughs> and it became a popular village. Everyone wanted to go there. So they hired people. They had women running the front desks to look less suspicious. And in the back rooms where the storage stuff was supposed to be, they had all their secret mission units. They had radios to Tel Aviv and they basically built plans and then ran them where at first they rescued Ethiopians in the middle of the night and put them on ships. That became too suspicious. So they got planes and then that became too suspicious and they got the Sudanese president at the time to agree to let Ethiopian Jews out to Europe. But someone from the Jewish agency in Israel leaked the story, which made him look bad, the president. And then they ran a coup on him and everything fell apart. And then they did all of these crazy missions. They rescued 18,000 Ethiopians. That is amazing. And it's amazing. It's amazing. Like, I knew about this because, listen... The Ethiopians to Israel is an amazing struggle. It's crazy. People came over here, grandparents that had never seen running water, toilets, mm -hmm. computers. And now finally, this next third generation that's really here, they're really a part of society. I think they're really becoming assimilated. They do have a lot of struggles. But it's such a wild story. The things that I was reading in this story, and they made money, by the way. I want you to know. <laughs> they actually broke even because at first Israel's like, listen, we have to do this rescue mission. These people are being chased out of their own country, then chased by lions, then chased by Sudanese that don't want them there. We must do our duty. We must. And we're going to lose money. No one thought it could be possible. But I guess if the Jews run Vegas, then they can do it here too. <laughs> Great success. And in the middle of the night, one night, they were told, okay, now it's too dangerous. And everyone left. And there were literally still guests in the hotel waking up the next morning that had no clue what had happened. <laughs> and they were gone. Isn't that the most wild thing that you've ever heard? That is a great story. We should get the author on, uh, on the podcast. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. But I'll be like starstruck because <laughs> a little part of me has always wanted to be in the Mossad. I did apply, but I think that the fact that I've announced this again for the 5,000th time is exactly why I'm not in the Mossad because they need people that don't share that information. <laughs> but it is wild. What a great story. Just has everything you want in it. That is a great story. You should reach out, as they say in Hollywood, I believe, and let's get and talk to him. That's a fantastic yeah. story. I did not know that. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I'm, I'm going to do it.
Do it. I'm so excited. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'll interview him on the daybed. Uh, that's kind of sexy, but no. <laughs> no. I don't know if he'll appreciate it. He might. If you invited him to England, then he would get to do it. I'm looking, I'm looking at a picture of him right now in this story. And dude's got like a six pack. Granted, this was way back in the day. Looks so innocent. He's just standing at reception, just smiling with his shirt off. I'm a nice guy. I'm going to teach you how to surf. Then I'm going to kill you in the middle of the night, and you're not even going to know it. Whoa. Then I'm rest you, you hey, whoa, 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 whoa. You're, this is all getting it. You, your crush here <laughs> is really showing. I mean, <laughs> okay, you're getting so a little sorry. bit too giggly now. I don't think your husband's going to be wildly happy about this idea of you interviewing this guy. I was oversharing with him, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the guy, God, his name is God. Not God, but God. But he is kind of like a God. And then he says, like, oh, but you know what? Really, like, my job was just a job. The real hard part was the Ethiopians and what they had to do. I mean, really? <laughs> Could you love him anymore? Could Not you? as much as you love him, that's the damn sure. Well, we're going to end on this happy, fantastic note of what a wild story. I wish stuff was made of that today. I feel like we're so boring with our stabbings at industrial chic malls. <laughs> that's how I feel. Alex on his daybed watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Over it. It's what Netflix was built for. And on that note... Ah. <sighs> So let's wrap it up. I want to thank Scott Kahn, our editor and producer, for figuring out how to make this work every time. Of course, you can find us, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts from. We're on iTunes. Leave us a comment, a message. What do you want to know? Hear from us. Find us on Facebook, on Twitter, and at our website, The Mideast Beast. And any other episodes you want, you can find. This has been another episode of the Mid East Beast Podcast. Beautiful.